Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus and Vesta Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. And I could not resist looking at Russell Brand's natal chart this week, especially, well, not especially, because of all the kerfuffle surrounding him and so many people coming out and making accusations. And this episode isn't to say whether those accusations are true or not. They sound absolutely dreadful. And my heart goes out to those people. Uh, but um, we're not here to say whether this is right or make a judgment. We want to look at the astrology. We want to look at the astrology as well. I think there's some more esoteric and other things going on beyond the astrology that we can look at too. But I want to look at his natal chart, you know, what makes him, um, you know, a famous person, uh, you know, a, a, a self proclaimed sex addict, heroin addict, what, what's there in the chart that makes that happen? And then what's in the chart now that's transiting those places are really bringing out this to such high public recognition at the moment. And I know people are saying, well, it's coming about because people are trying to take him down because he's got too successful in his anti-establishment stance. But I want to look at the astrology of this. What makes someone become so notoriously, you know, what makes that suddenly star just completely burn itself out? Um, and what was in there in the first place? You know, in previous episodes, I've spoken about that nurse. I don't want to give her a name. The nurse who killed the seven babies and God rest their little souls. So not everyone born on the same day as that nurse or as Russell Brand is going to come about and be either a serial killer or a sex addict. What I want to know is what forces a chart to go that extra mile or that personality to take parts of that chart and go extra and go into the extreme? Because there has to be some keys that really turn some of the planets on and then really don't turn them off. And some of those keys will be obviously the transits that come along. Some of those will be the secondary progressed chart. And I always like to look at the secondary progressed chart, um, which is how the person's chart evolves. Then also the other people that they come across. So other people's charts may kind of trigger you. And then, of course, institutions. And so we would go into mundane astrology where we look at the institution or countries where we'd have a certain birth chart. And of course, that's what we looked at with that nurse who then came to the institution of the NHS and her chart and the NHS. The NHS's chart just absolutely combine and combust to create this monster in her. And also because I am a, a homeopath, I think there's other things than beyond just this chart here that, you know, what the disease traits that you come in with. And in in homeopathy, we say there are five miasms, five disease traits. And so it might be the same disease, but it's how it manifests in each person. There's uh, and the repeated ways it comes about. So there's five disease traits. And one of those is always kind of, well, there's two of them. One, you know, that you keep repeating, you go into excess on things and you're always producing too much, you know, too much fluid, too much, you know, it's too much all the time time or there's the one that's actually quite destructive and we're often a combination of one of the two of the five um i guess just like in ayurveda you're a combination of the three but here these are the five it's wood fire earth metal and water those are the elements that go with each of these miasms those are not the miasms themselves but that means it does then pertain to five elements acupuncture and other disciplines so most addicts will have two of those miasms. It'll either be the self-destruct one, which is the fire, um, because then it just, you know, this is the people that takes things to the end, nth degree or people when they are ill will also be really suffering inside internally. And sometimes it'll be quite hidden and destructive on the inside Um and these people are often, they have the drive to take things to much further. And that's why they end up sometimes maybe as addicts. The other one as well, there's also the the people that go into excess all the time um, are often and often more sexually active 
and they are the water people and um, they produce too much water as well and have water issues. So um, there is this idea here within the homeopathic world that you look at someone and what they're, how they're behaving and how then their disease will manifest as well. So within the chart and the physical embodiment or whoever is born, there's this nature, nurture, but also propensity of that body to behave in a certain way too. And that's what I find really interesting when you combine astrology with homeopathy and other disciplines. With one of these miasms and with some of the factors going on in the chart and the things, the triggers, you then come into this idea that the person with the certain excessive disease traits will then just going to keep going into excess or keep going into self-destruct. And in that sense, they're then open or not present in their bodies and very much open to entity invasion and to into other energies invading their body. And this is what I think we've seen with Russell Brand uh, when we talk about what, what when the victims talk about their experiences. And also since since I did a post on Russell and kind of saying, look, this is what the astrology says, you know, and also the idea that this someone looks like someone they're behaving like they have an entity possession. So many people have come forward with extra information about this. So um, I can't really go into detail about each of those experiences, but it really has helped me look at the bigger picture here and provide this information that I'm imparting here or or it gives me the um, gives some texture to it anyway. And as much as we're looking at the physical and then the, the more esoteric idea and then also maybe the idea here that this addiction or uh, this miasm or these transits are then, you know, leaving this person open to mind control. And is Russell Brand controlled opposition anyway? And if he's a controlled opposition, is he part of MK Ultra? Has he been MK Ultraed? Is Katy Perry MK Ultra? And what was that all about in their marriage? Why did he leave her so suddenly? And is that part of the, his disgust that he found out about the Illuminati or the global elite. You know, there's all these questions that are kind of being brought up. And especially now, the argument that's going on in Instagram is the idea that, right, the, the global elite the, are taking him down. They're taking him down now because he's got too um, clever and he's got too many followings and he's too powerful and they want to take him down. That's kind of on the surface of it. But then they're saying, no, but he's controlled opposition anyway. And why if he's controlled opposition, are they taking him down now? Wouldn't they want him to continue? And, you know, it's a double blind, double bluff. I don't know how far this goes down. Um, so whether he is part of that or not I find it's very interesting and it's really interesting when you look at the chart as well that th that could be a possibility a real possibility within the chart so that's what I find fascinating so let, let's look at Russell Brand's natal chart. Um, and of course, the first thing that you're going to notice if you looked at his chart, that he has got a 28 degree Capricorn ascendant. Now, he doesn't seem very much like he's got a Capricorn ascendant. I mean, what do you think? He, he feels far too fast and furious and random and chaotic to have a very steady, dependable um Capricorn ascendant, because the ascendant, of course, is how you operate within the world, how you attach, how you um, connect to people, how you speak to them. But then you think, well, no, that's he's a bit random. He's a bit chaotic. He's unstable. How can it that be a Capricorn ascendant? But then you think here he is operating within huge structures. You know, one of the first jobs he gets or one of the is, is the BBC. How big a structure is the BBC? It's massive. Another job, MTV, huge worldwide companies. He's now an operator within Hollywood. I mean, those are huge operations and that is very Capricorn. And as much as he, you might think he's too cool to be Capricorn in that sense or you know, too fashionable, should I say, uh, too um, sexy in inverted commas, too, too good looking to be 
Capricorn and all those kind of pop starry things. Um, yeah, it's there. There it is. He's operating within those massive structures. And even now he's anti-establishment, anti those, and he's building his own massive structure, excuse the pun. Um, yeah, so he's becoming a leader in things. He's leading his own spiritual anti-establishment kind of crusade now. So yeah, he is operating on a big Capricorn ascendant way. He is, you know, he's he's going big, you know, with this. He is a leader of sorts. I don't think if he didn't have that Capricorn ascendant, there's no way he would have got those big jobs in big organizations. If you look at if you look at him and if you look at the early stuff, which is quite cringe, I think. Um, so I mean, on the surface of it, if you see that early stuff and he was a drug addict and he looks like a drug addict. And of course, Camden and that whole Primrose Hill thing was really sort of very kind of fashionable at that point, you know, hanging around with Amy Whitehouse and, um, you know, an Oasis and all those kind of cool bands looking like you've just been dragged out of bed. You know, he looked like a proper loser, really, if you'd spoken to him. But of course, he is super erudite. So, you know, they they go, they've impl they employed him the BBC the MTV they gave him jobs even though you or I might look and go what the hell and he might look back at himself and go yeah I did look a bit of a wreck I was a train wreck and I had just got out of bed but that's probably the essence of what those big companies wanted they wanted to look cool and here was someone who who actually literally had just kind of um lined up and walked into the office so when we see that gobbiness that comes out in those earlier or in quite a few places, there is something in Russell Brand that is able to converse with those big companies and for those big companies. He gets it. You know, he talks extremely well and he must have interviewed very well. I mean, there's people out there that really do interview real well and you go, oh God, how did they get past? But they did. And yeah, you look at that early stuff. He looks unhinged. So he must have, you know, really spun them such a and, and had a good agent as well. It worked. It worked. And of course, you know, this is the Gemini retrograde, the Gemini person here operating in a very Capricorn ascendant way. So so initially, might you go, no, no, that's not Capricorn ascendant. But then you go, yeah, actually, yeah, it is. So then you look a little bit closer and that you see not only is he a Capricorn ascendant, but actually his 12th house is completely enclosed within Capricorn. So there is no other way for his 12th house to operate than via Capricorn. And that's the thing about enclosed signs or enclosed houses within signs. So, you know, using the Placidus house system, which I love, you know, and thinking that the house system is our ego. So it's very particular to ourselves and that's how we operate. And so here, Russell Brand has got so many of his signs or houses are enclosed in signs and vice versa. So Capricorn is completely enclosed in the 12th house. So, so here, the only way he can operate his 12th house or his or Capricorn can operate is is via his subconscious. And that means his subconscious, his shadow self, it's completely driven by Capricorn, by major structures, by big operations, by big career moves. And so therefore you can surmise from this. So you can imagine this tiny 12th house it's not that tiny, but it's a, you know, a smaller 12th house covered by Capricorn. And it's completely career driven. There's, there's nothing else in the subconscious. The subconscious is like, I've got to get to the top. And that means I could step over anyone really and do anything. You know, I'm, I'm going to step over everyone and get to the top. And, you know, maybe potentially given his soul, because this is the subconscious here, given his soul up to those greater commercial interests you know, he needs those structures to operate. He wants to operate on such a big and high level here. And then also you kind of think his soul, his subconscious here, it's not even personal. It's like maybe it has been taken over. Maybe it has controlled opposition. Maybe he is MK altered. 
because that's what that 12th house would indicate, that there is no other way for it to operate than via some huge structure. And and maybe in that Faustian way, you know, you're just so desperate to get to the top that, you know, you give your soul away. Your subconscious is not owned by yourself. It's owned by a com- commercial en- entity. But what I can't work out from this chart then, or really it's maybe it's, we can work out eventually, but is whether he sold his soul. Or when did that happen? Or I'm taking a good guess that when Pluto, the Dark Lord himself, went into Capricorn, in January 2008 was the first time it hit. Um, That's when this whole idea, because that must have enlivened his whole subconscious. That must have when he woken up and gone, okay, now I'm a player. Now I can work out because obviously Pluto comes along and gives power, potentizes anything so much so that it's either unwieldy or the darkness then kind of takes over, the power corrupts. So when Pluto went into Capricorn in January 2000, I really think that must have been a big upgrade or move for Russell Brand. And potentially that is when he potentially sold his soul if he did indeed and um, so many people tell me on the QT that that's exactly what happened anyway um, he also then married Katy Perry in October 2010 so that's nearly three years later you know that's that scale up of doing those Hollywood movies and moving up into up the echelons of of the world here for his his subconscious to really go, oh, I'm selling myself here. I'm going for it. I'm literally going for it. So this isn't just a Capricorn ascendant. This is a total Capricorn 12th house. And I'm not really someone who does go in for the Illuminati stuff. But astrologically speaking, this would be it. This is mind control by an organization. This is what it would look like in astrology. So we have that in Russell's natal chart. But obviously, if you're listening to this, you you know already that Pluto is in Capricorn right now. And Pluto is at 27 degrees as I speak, 27 degrees Capricorn, which, of course, and Pluto, Russell's ascendant is at 28 degrees. So they're within less of a degree. He's got Pluto sitting on his ascendant. And you can look at that and go, that's what it looks like when Pluto comes along and sits on your ascendant. And I said that on my Instagram post and I had a couple of people going, yeah, when it came to me, it was like a death. And I have to say, because, you know, Russell is out there and put himself out there. This is a very public death. This is the hanging of by the organisations that actually built him, really, the organisations that he worked in and played with and who enabled him and helped him and obviously encouraged his bad behaviour on some level. These are the ones that are now going out and hanging him, vilifying him publicly. They are playing police, judge and jury all in one. Oh, actually, I suppose they're playing the criminal too. They haven't realised that the criminal police, judge and jury And I say this because, you know, watching the TV program that's kind of brought him down or tried to and read some of the newspapers, you know, the way I see it, the companies here have unwittingly exposed the fact that they have enabled him to act in this way. They have supplied the girls. They have fed his addiction and they have allowed, you know, this is one of our stars and he can do what he wants. They're the people that um, have enabled him or supplied him with the victims uh, or supplied him with girls. You know, so many times it says, you know, they go into the audience and pick out some girls for him um, to meet and inverted commas. And then, you know, obviously other things happened. Um, And from the amount of DMs I've got, I do know that other things did happen. But so these same companies that fed that are the same companies that are now doing the research. They promoted him and now they're looking into him and they're they're bringing him down. Um, And of course, these these victims, these people that it happened to, they want somewhere to speak, I guess. But really, um, you know, is this the right platform for them to expose this in? And as much as I do think they probably need to 
expose or talk about this and and get it out you know is the media the right way it just shows really how toxic absolutely toxic our media is you know if they are that powerful that they can promote someone and then play the police and then then actually bring them down and also imagine if he was innocent of those crimes or is innocent of those crimes and or deemed that they weren't you know he doesn't get um you know that they can't find any evidence you know we live in a world where you're innocent until proven guilty so imagine that what happens then you know he could sue their asses off he really could because they really haven't wasted any time trying to get him yeah and so there is another thing that isn't really right about this or showing how much power the government ha- now has for censorship there's been a letter from the uh, government from the uh, director of government relations europe culture media and sports committee from the house of commons in the uk and it's uh, dame caroline dinanidge And um, she's the chair for the Culture, Media and Sports Committee. And she's writing to TikTok to ensure that, uh, ask whether Russell Brand has actually um, uh, been able to profit from his um, TikTok. And so they're shutting down. YouTube have already shut down uh, his, any monetization that he might have from his video. And now TikTok, she's inquiring the government are inquiring now this is someone that hasn't even been to court while he's he may be guilty he has not been to court yet and and i think this is really this is the trial by media that is so powerful how powerful can they be to really it's almost like the village square where you come out and you can stone someone when when you know and just make up all these tales and it just goes exponential explodes so i think this is you know this is also the pluto on on the, in capricorn and and there they are they're pulling the plug before they've even taken him to a court of law and i think that just shows you how our media is he's saying things in the media that the government don't like so they're going to cut him down and it just shows you that whilst he may be guilty, there are several people and the whole system is rigged for people like to do quite dark things. The whole system is rigged. There's so many people like that. There's so many people chancing it. And I've just seen other things, you know, big big celebrities, big people who can have their way with younger interns and people and people in the audience, etc., quite funny. I went to a Barry White concert. Oh my God, Barry White. I was in the second row. The friend who got me the tickets had, um, this is completely off track, actually. The, uh, sent me the tickets, um, specialized in front and second row, you know, really good seats. So he gave me the tickets and the girl in front of me had, oh no, oh no, I was in, no, I wasn't in the front row. I was in the front row. The girl beside me, you know, was obviously got her tickets from him as well. And when I touched Barry White's hand and I tell you what, you know, the wall, the walrus of love. Honestly, his energy went all the way down my hand. It was like having an orgasm. It was like, whoa, oh my God, his energy was incredible. And um, the girl next to me, apparently he picked her out of the audience and she went backstage and had a whole full on night of pash with um, Barry White. I mean, Obviously, you might expect that from the Woolworths of love. But, you know, this stuff goes on all the time, (laughs) apart from my little story about that. But um, anyway, so um, people are doing that for celebrities all the time, all the time. And so this guy obviously got a bit out of control at times, but other people do as well. He's not alone. And um, so the government are pulling his funding and any way if he is making money. And, you know, that's what they did the truckers when the truckers protested. So this isn't just about what he's done. This is far greater than that. And so as much as I'm saying, you know, the way to get out of this and the way that he has got out of this is and get rid of his entity invasion, if that's what it is, is by deep spiritual spade work. You know, really hard spade work. You know, you can't you, you've got to do the meditations, the processing, the all those things. You have to do it. Sit at the coalface and cry your eyes out and work out why and, you know, soothe yourself, go and get help. All those kind of ideas. You have to do the spiritual spade work. And Russell's definitely done it. Russell has done it. So um, and that is in his chart. Obviously, you can see that with the with um, the aspects there. But 
But actually, the fact now that they're pulling the funding, it kind of like plays into the hand of any conspiracy theorist or person saying, look, they're doing this in order to shut him down. And like that's that's your answer. YouTube pulling the plug on his monetization and TikTok pulling the plug or the government asking TikTok to pull the plug on the monetization because he might be potentially doing illegal things, potentially, potentially illegal things. This is like pre-crime. Do you remember that that? That film that we all get, oh, God, it could never happen. Oh, there's a crime. There's a pre-crime detector. And so we've got to stop it before it happens. That's what this is. This is punishment before they've done the crime. Punishment before they've been in a court of law. And so this is also what is going on within this, despite what may or may or have happened as well. And I think that's the sign of the times. But I'm just say this because remember Caroline Flack, who, you know, it, you know, such to a lesser degree, but, you know, had some di- misdemeanors happen to her or maybe she was the one that did it. But the media went so b- mad for her that, you know, that she took her own life. And that is a very sad loss to our society. And it's very sad indictment of our society that we can lose someone like that you know, because nobody is perfect. And, um, you know, lots of people have done really bad things. And uh, we still haven't had the names from Epstein's client list. So there's so many people, you know, one person's been brought out to be vilified. And and maybe they need that. Maybe that needs to happen. But what about all these other people that are part of the big corporate institution that just can just hide away? So perhaps this isn't the proper place for it. And um, I'm probably going way off the subject of astrology. But I kind of felt that we needed to say that. Because this Pluto has been traveling. Pluto entered Capricorn and kind of made Russell Brand in an astrological sense, you know, is giving him the reason to be. And now that Pluto is taking him down and it's the same companies. And that's what I'm kind of getting at. Um, Not the kind of moral, although it has a moral kind of side to it. It, it, That's not what I'm really getting at. And of course, there needs to be a proper place site for this, like a court, but nothing ends up in the media like this without real planning, without somebody agreeing that this is what we're going to do. So this is a group effort. And when do the media work together anyway? Um, and also, you see that Pluto has already moved over Russell's ascendant twice already. Twice already he's had Pluto moving forward and moving backwards over his ascendant. So I'm thinking, yeah, he he knows about this. He definitely knows about this. He's, this has been coming up. And of course, he's a Gemini with Mercury retrograde in Gemini too. And so he would have been really suffered when Mars went retrograde last autumn over his sun and his Mercury. He would have been really, he would have felt that on a big scale. Um, So I reckon that's probably when this first came around for him. Well, that's what I was thinking, that it was then that he was obviously being brought to attention that this TV program was being made back when Mars went retrograde right through Gemini last autumn. But um, as I said, that I've had a few people kind of contact me since I posted on Instagram. And apparently this documentary was ready to go in 2019. And whether it was the pandemic or his lawyers that have been fighting it ever since, um, that it, that's why it hasn't come to light now in sense of, you know, there's so many opportunities for it to come to light. Um, but that's why we know there's there's astrologically Pluto crisscrossing that ascendant as well. It's been mounting, mounting up for a while. So Pluto is obviously playing such an important role in Russell's life now. So we kind of got to look at what his own Pluto is like. And we call him that the depositor. So here's Pluto now transiting his um, his ascendant. But where is his Pluto? It's actually in Libra and it, Libra is enclosed. Libra is, of course, the sign of relationships and Pluto there. Um, well, if your whole generation have Pluto in Libra, but this is enclosed. This is this Libra 
relationship sign enclosed in the eighth house, which is the house of, well, sex, death, reincarnation. So can he manage this reincarnation now? This is really intense stuff. So his Pluto is there in the eighth house, powering up that idea of, of, of harmony and relationships and powering up the this house of sex, really, <laughs> powering up that idea of reincarnation. He's already done it once and potentially he's had some near-death experiences too. And this Pluto is opposite his moon and his Mars. So, wow, you know, moon opposite Pluto. I mean, that's kind of like obsessive, controlling, you know, that's his, that's, um, you know, controlling of his very life essence in that eighth house. Um and really the idea that moon that Mars is opposite Pluto, that can go into quite angry or aggressive or um, kind of antagonistic within themselves. And that self-destruct button completely. And I would say with the moon opposite Mars, you know, sometimes you're, you're you know, it's moody. You know, sometimes your anger, sometimes your emotions, your passions are going to come out. And other times you're just like simmering and um, not quite in in control of them or or so in control of them. Because Pluto in Libra can be very controlling, very controlling. So there's that idea with Mars opposite it is like, well, you can be super manipulative and super angry or, um, you know, really knowing how to get what you want far beyond anyone else's sort of ability to even know what is going on. And then on top of that, Pluto, as it is right now at uh, 26, 27 degrees Capricorn, it is now and on on Russell's ascendant, it's exactly opposite his Venus. His Venus is in Cancer at 27 degrees. And of course it is, you know, this Venus in Cancer, you know, this is the the um, the very feminine aspect of that. It must be, you know, magnetizing all his sexual desires or drawing them out, drawing out the issues with the females and um, bringing all that stuff out into the open because of this opposition in transit. And I feel like this Venus in Cancer, you know, it's quite sweet, but, you know, maybe it needs a little bit of validation. Maybe it needs um, to be formed, you know, to, to be soothed a lot, you know, completely. I need this soothing constantly. And I say this soothing because Venus in Cancer, yes, it does appear quite sweet. But of course, here in Russell's chart, it's part of a T-square. And with Pluto in opposition now, it now forms a square. And that's quite tense. So this Venus in Cancer, which I think it kind of keeps active because it's in a square, firstly to Uranus, which is kind of, you know, always going to be highly active in Libra relationships. Um, so I feel like that square on its own, it's almost like feeding this Venus in Cancer to keep wanting or keep needing that sweetness in itself. And on the other side, the Venus in Cancer is square to Chiron and Jupiter in Aries. And Chiron and Jupiter, on one hand, Chiron in Aries is like the ego wound and Jupiter in Aries is like the overblown ego. So, you know, this he has this deep sensitivity that needs kind of feeding in a way and it's come constantly being prompted, um, yet it's also quite painful. So he's got the trigger and the trigger can go, keep going and going and Jupiter just expands all that. Um, so those planets in forming a T-square are now having the empty space, the ghost space of the T-square is opposite Venus. And that's where Pluto is now creating the square. So it's a completion of that, if you like. And maybe it's come round to go, right, now we're going to really look at this. But the square like that is solid and it's really tricky. And it needs how does it how do we get out of that? How is Russell going to get out of this? The answer, in short, is um, not very soon because Pluto is going to Pluto is going to cross over into Aquarius in Jan January coming 2024. Uh, but then it's going to go back into Capricorn uh, and Pluto is going to sit at 29 degrees Capricorn for all of September, for all of October 
and half of November in 2024. And it does that, moves into back into Aquarius for good on November the 19th, which is just after the American elections, actually. But anyway, this 29 degrees, of course, we know that the 29 degrees is the anoretic degree. So it's sitting at the anoretic degree of Capricorn. And for America, who's having the Pluto return, that is huge. I mean, that's really intense. That's an intense going on. So next year, the intensity leading up to the American elections next year is going to be massively off the scale. I mean, incredible what will be going on there. You know, the exposure of the corruption within the big corporates and those big guns fighting for their life. Really, it's going to be uh, one hell of a year and end of year. But also this is going to be deeply affecting Russell, too because this 29 degree is forcing this crisis. It really is forcing a crisis. And my, you know, not that you want to feel sorry for someone who's committed really bad crimes, but your heart goes out. My God, how are you going to survive this? And, you know, this is a person. This is a person who has evolved and does need our help now as well, as much as the victims would need our help too. So, yeah, that, that's that's quite a big thing going on. So this isn't going to let up, but I'm quite interested to see then what happens when Pluto moves into Aquarius afterwards. Um, but in the meantime, Russell is intrinsically linked to this America as well and the big players, you know, and in this way, perhaps he has the ability to take them down with him or at least, you know, ensure there's this deep and unnerving evolution. He could force them, you know, it's like they've picked on him, but he can come back with some really big information because he knows he knows what that information would be. And I feel like um, Russell has this kind of ability or something up his sleeve to really put a bomb somewhere. And, and maybe that bomb is like, you don't say this, you don't say this and you don't say this. Oh, we'll take you to, I don't know. But anyway, you know, like Ghislaine Maxwell, she could really if she named names, she could make an explosion of her own right. And I feel like Russell with this astrology really has that ability too. Um, and just like with where with that power, with the Capricorn completely enclosing his 12th house, the next sign on is Aquarius and Aquarius is completely enclosed within Russell's first house. So it's the opposite. It's, it's within the first house. So that means when a sign is within completely within a house, it means that that the person the ego here cannot fully access the attributes of that sign. And of course, we've got the signs all around us and we should be able to kind of drop in and kind of feel, you know, they're, they're part of us anyway. But when you can't access one part of that and this part of Russell, for instance, would be his is Aquarius. So it's his consciousness, his personal thinking. And this is almost trapped and enclosed in the first house. And this is this is me thinking, well, if if he can't access his own consciousness and the big guns are completely smothering his 12th house and therefore is he under mind control, you know, because he hasn't got his own consciousness here in in this astrology chart. Um, so I think this is hugely power. How, sorry, I think this is hugely powerful and very suggestive of someone who who can be taken over, who probably has been taken over. So as much as I'm, like I say, not really into that whole idea of um, mind control. Well, I, I know it happens. So here it is. This This is a really good example, just looking at the astrology chart. And so when Pluto moves into Aquarius in November the 19th for good, I think that's a really big powering up of maybe where Russell gets free or maybe where Russell empowers his own consciousness. And I think we're going to be seeing some more of this as it evolves. So and also there is there's some more um, other unusual and worth mentioning things about Russell Brand's chart is that he has a naught degree Sagittarius MC and a naught degree Sagittarius North Node. So he's 
North Node destiny point where he's heading in life and his MC, the highest he can go in life, are both conjunct at nought degree Sagittarius. And the, the nought degree of any sign is going to completely, you know, the, the naive entrant. They're like, right, what have we got to do here? I don't know anything. Let me roll my sleeves up, get really enthusiastic about it and learn everything I can. And of course, Sagittarius is the higher mind, the higher thought forms, the exalted ideas, the spiritual essence of going for the higher kind of more quality and going for the glory over real reasoning and, you know, just allowing yourself to be lifted into the um, blind faith rather than really looking at the details of things. I'm just going to go for, yes, this is this is me being completely exalted. It's like the religious passion. And he's got this is naught degree for him, both his north node and his MC, the highest in go. So there I feel like here is the redemption. He he can have redemption from these things. Um, this is him being able to step up to something far greater than himself and take us all beyond the mundane and the ordinary and the boring and the details. This is him going, yeah, look at look at the bigger picture. This is, you know, forget all that. Look at the bigger stuff. And this is his ability to actually apologize on a massive platform, on a massive scale. But remember also then that he is kind of a semi-guru and this North Node, MC, rightly or wrongly, um, I've got to add that in, the uh, MC and the North Node at Nought Degrees Sagittarius is like, this is guru territory. And this is obviously, this has played out um, because Russell Brand has a huge spiritual side and he has had the redemption and has done a 12 step program that really has helped him, seemingly helped him. He is a big proponent of the 12 step program and thinks that we and so many people do who've done the 12 step and have been saved with it and, you know, entrusted with it, that they feel like we should all go through it. And I definitely think it's such a good thing to do. But the first tenet of the 12 step program is, of course, the, the force. I, you know, I I have to give myself up to a force greater than me. You know, it's not, willpower is not going to help me here. Or is this this second post? Oh, sorry. Is this the second step? So, yeah, the first step is is to admit that we're powerless, that, that you know, that we've made a mess. <laughs> and the second step is to see that a force greater than ourselves is going to is what's going to help us. You know, it's beyond ourselves, beyond our physical selves. So this is massively, you know, tw having a naught degree um, Sagittarius, MC, North Node, he was always going to be saved by a force greater than himself. And potentially now he's becoming that force greater than himself because there's so enthusiastically naught degree embracing this. So, yeah, that, that's what his, has been his saviour originally and potentially, I feel, can be his saviour again. And also up there in on the 10th house in uh, is in Sagittarius is Neptune. And so here, Neptune here is this unmistakable blending into the unseen realms. So you're blending beyond into the exaltations of things we can't see, being unimaginable, really having falling, having the faith to just fall into the arms of spirit. You know, this is spirit, real spirituality or 10th house. Is this just a career move? Maybe. Because that Neptune up there in um, Sagittarius in the 10th house, you know, is fly I'm aiming for the gods, aiming for something so high. He doesn't even realise it. He's just lost. But also that Neptune there is opposite his Gemini sun, which is which in a way together, they're both quite unstable and ungrounded. And that's where you get that randomness from him, you know, that he looks quite chaotic. But actually, we know Capricorn Rising, he is not chaotic at all. It just looks a bit kind of like seat of your pants stuff. But, you know, this sun opposite Neptune is really, you know, susceptible to substance abuse. 
you know, as much as it's open to other realms of existence, it's open to, you know, just losing yourself, completely getting off your head, you know, either in a spiritual essence or with um, toxins, alcohol, drugs, you know, unwittingly or otherwise. It's like, yeah, let's let's let it all go. Really have the ability to 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 let go. And in that sense, then you're not present. And then that sense, you're not conscious. So he's really got that ability to just lose his consciousness and be in another world and and not be focused and not be present. So putting all this together. So he has in his chart the overriding element of there is a dominant mind control in the chart, the mind control, the structure twelfth house of the 12th house of the subconscious. He then also has this um, addiction going on, this this susceptibility to be uh, to let himself go and be free and unstable and go off into different realms with substance abuse. And then also there and that's the Neptune opposite sun, the Neptune in Sagittarius um, opposite the sun in Gemini uh, and this openness to spirit there. But then also he has this guru thing going on as well. This, you know, leading up to the gods with the nought degree MC North node. So, you know, that that's quite a powerful set of aspects that would take you far and beyond your own body. And this is where that I'm coming back to where we said at the beginning, is there an entity possession going on here? Not just the mind control, but something else far sort of more uh, even darker than 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 that and very much personal to Russell Brand. And I say this because yeah, I did watch the TV program, you know, um, and started off, you know, I am have been a fan of of all of Russell's dispatches so uh, wasn't it wasn't nice watching it wasn't nice to see this tv program and you can see the drama that they put around it and you know sinister lights sinister music and you know people not giving their names and little stories and so it does look a bit cobbled together like that which is shameful really because some of these allegations are really serious um and really as i say should deserve some they do deserve some serious attention but anyway the the first girl one of the first girls goes his eyes glazed over and he da, 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 let's not go into that um so yeah she's talking about his eyes just like not being present his eyes have glazed over and you go well yeah we can see that in the chart that's hap- that could happen then a second girl goes uh she sends a text and you'll see you see the text on the screen and it goes and and she's talking to Russell and she goes and when your eyes glazed over again and then you did those things and they really hurt me uh you know she's talking to him like saying you didn't realize how you hurt me and i could see you didn't because your eyes had glazed over and then the third girl another girl i don't know if it's the third girl when we were towards the end of it she says that he was on top of her and she said his eyes went black they went completely black and she was screaming at him and she said he couldn't even, I doubt he could hear me, couldn't hear me. He was just like not there and his eyes were black, really like demonic black. And she said, I had to, I found something I could hit him with and even though he was lying and I hit him on the head so hard and he suddenly came to and he was like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really, and suddenly it was like completely back to Russell. That's what she says. And and he does really, you know, become very super apologetic to her. So it has to be said that he has, he's kind of completely gone remorseful and probably quite shocked the way she describes it of what he had just done. But, you know, there's three instances just in one TV show where they're talking about he, his eyes have glazed over, his eyes have gone black, he's completely gone. Um, and if you are in any kind of esoteric business or at the healing arts you should know and if you don't know you should know that this is very indicative of uh, entities you know you can see that when people's entities are they're moving behind the eyes the eyes go dark like that and I say that as with three instances in the tv show I've since had people message me because of one post because people want to talk about this I guess uh saying that they too have had experiences seen that blackness so um yeah, I do feel like um, 
that there is a real and a very real entity possession going on with Russell. And of course, when you have an entity possession, you know, those are the things you know, they come into the human body or they grab a hold when someone is is acting unconsciously. And this is, we've seen it in the chart. There's plenty of times for Russell not to be present or to give over his consciousness to something else. And that's where the entities come in. It's like when you've lost yourself on drunk, when you're drunk or high on drugs or when you're acting really unconscious sexually, like having multiple partners uh, randomly without thought, without emotional engagement. And so therefore you're not really in your body. And that's when other beings, other energies can come in. And this is definitely, you know, and this is where addictions then come in because once, once they're in, you know, once they're in, it's like inviting the devil over the doorway. Once they're in, they need feeding. And, and that's where you end up acting compulsively or repeatedly and not uh, to your, uh, not in, in ways that are not going to help you. And people think that this kind of um, entity possession, this isn't different from spirit possession. This is entity. So these aren't these when we're talking about entities, these entities aren't dead people or dead spirits or ghosts. This is entities are more like an energy, um, an energy of that is if um, itself attracts more energy of itself and then more and more. And it almost like becomes a whirlpool of energy that needs feeding to 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 be sustained. And people think that these entities just, you know, you just see it in films or when they get had to get someone exercised. But these are real. And as I say, I've had lots of people messaging me about this. And um, so there's different types of entities as well. You know, the sexual entities, the incubi and the succubi are very real. Absolutely. Uh, and they all need feeding. Oh, there's the very angry ones or the compulsive ones. You know, those when you're acting unconsciously again, either when they come in or they're making you forcing things to happen for you um, that you feel that weren't have quite gone beyond your own discernment and beyond your own kind of grip on your own life and very much so now we have the sun in Virgo who is very discerning who is very diligent and will do what they want to do kind of thing and make sure things happen in the right way opposite Neptune in Pisces where you're just completely lost and potentially acting completely unconsciously so maybe there is this huge battle now and so many people have entities and they're completely not aware of it and so here potentially is the big kite aspect that is in our um in the sky now because we've got Neptune at the head of the kite being uh, driven by Virgo at the bottom the, of the sun in Virgo and this sun in Virgo, which will soon be replaced by Mercury uh, coming up in Virgo. So it's driving this kite. And it's almost like saying potentially here, you know, we, we want our minds back. We want to we want to be concentrate. You know, here's the head of this kite where we're all going into this kind of um, spiritual other realm world and maybe allowing other things to enter us, you know, as we open up. Um, and that is the idea of spirituality, that when you go get more spiritual, you know, you do your meditation, you go up and, you you know, you can be thinking, oh, I'm going to go up with the fairies or whatever. But actually, you know, you open up, you open up, down, up, all around and you have to become aware and protect yourself and act with the de the due diligence that um, to keep yourself really safe and embodied. So I think this is there's you know Russell has so much potential for this in his chart and then we see it in his eyes in reports uh, on the TV on my Instagram feed on people that are talking to me it's really there and you know I kind of you're first initially looking at Russell's chart and going it's quite benign there's nothing really crazy going on but then you go oh, okay you know I can see it now it, it just bears a little bit of like looking at what these the chart is saying and also knowing the personality it just suddenly brings it to life what is really going on now right now with also with Pluto causing such a massive death for Russell here it really is a living death 
And so, as I mentioned, we have this 12th house Capricorn enclosed. So that's the mind control. That's the overriding stuff that can really, you know, he could be in mind control. Absolutely. Someone directing that ship, telling him what to do or, how, or allowing him or, you know, winding him up, programming him and setting him off. So he could be controlled opposition. And I've seen these texts from people explaining why he's controlled opposition. I'm not sure I should read it here now, but. No, because it's just so complicated and convoluted. And if he's control position, it's like a, like I say, a double blind bluff. Let's forget it. But anyway, there is that for that Capricorn 12th house. Then the sun opposite Neptune, you know, the dreaming, the sensitive, moody, sensitive, the absent minded, the allowing themselves to get lost and attracted wherever and um, then into addiction. Then. We have the guru status of the nought degree Sages MC North Node and all these points, you know, like I said, not being fully present in the body or allowing other things to take over. But then you've got his Gemini son. Um, and then also, you know, you see Russell, you know, you can. Yes, yes, he's definitely a Gemini, um, you know, flits about. He's really good in the media. He's super talkative. But then you look at his Mercury retrograde. And I've often used Russell when people when you talk about the retrograde. And I always say, don't fear the retrograde. But then you look at Russell and you, he's got Mercury retrograde. And yet here is the most kind of conversationally eloquent, loquacious person that you're ever going to meet who can really talk quite um, spontaneously about sort of quite high subjects and, and take them to quite a high level and explain complicated things in a really kind of easy way. You know, he really does have the gift of the gab. And of course, the uh, 0 degree North Node and MC will allow him to take these things and articulate at such a high level. But really, this Mercury retrograde, not only is Mercury retrograde here, but it's also combust. And this is something I'm really looking into, that someone who can be so articulate has Mercury retrograde and combust. So that means when it's combust, it means it's within... 10 to 14 arguments about how many degrees historically and in antiquity, there's different versions of this. But if the planet is within, say, 11, 12 degrees of the sun, the sun beams are so massive that they just block out that planet's energy. So Russell has a combust Mercury and you kind of put a little, you know how something's got a retrograde, you put a little C by it. Um so how can someone who has a retrograde combust Mercury have such high level discourse? His Mercury, his speaking power ought to be reduced here, but it's not. So I was thinking, well, why is that? Is that because he's allowing something else to take over? <laughs> is Has something else entered and is that something else speaking? And so I would say, is that either, either rather, is that either A, he's just literally channeling stuff. He's literally just got, you know, because the Neptune opposite to his sun will allow him to channel. Is he just channeling? It's just coming through. And sometimes you look at him talking, you think maybe he is because that's just coming out there. And maybe that's the mind being taken out of the way. And you know, when you kind of go into a, a, a meditative journey or someone's talking to you and then you go, well, I fell asleep. And they go, you didn't fall asleep. You just, your the spirit just put your mind out the way and allowed you know, you to to sort of download whatever was going on. So potentially that's happening. But on another level, has he been? <laughs> is this uh, the mind control? Is this someone going right there? You wind him up. We put this slot. We put in a slot here of information and maybe spirit put it in. You know, who knows put it in? Maybe it's the big corporations. Maybe it's the big God put it in. Who knows? But definitely that idea of being combust. I really want to get into a little bit more because there's an idea. It's the sunbeams, which are like 17 degrees away. Then arguments about 11 to 14 degrees for each, different for each planet away from the sun is combust. And then it goes right in close to the sun and then it goes Kazemi. And we love the Kazemi. The Kazemi is amazing, but the combust and in the sunbeams, not so much. Um, and this would disempower the planets. 
And definitely Russell does not seem to be disempowered in any way on the talking front. Um, and I and I could go on analysing his chart. But, you know, after a while, I did feel a little bit sick, actually, and uneasy doing so. And it's like, you know, feel, looking into someone's life so publicly and, you know, they've done a tell TV programme about it. And, and you know, obviously they really were gunning for it. They had an agenda there. I, I don't have this. I want to, you know, learn about the astrology and what makes someone like that. Uh, and I find it fascinating. But I did start to go, oh, God, I feel a bit uneasy about what I'm doing here. And I don't want to. And maybe that's because it's got entities involved. Um, because on the quantum field, they're not over there. They can be right next to you at the same time. So going back to his chart, let's just say this gives him everything to be taken over in various ways. So whether that's by entities or MK Ultra, I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> hit me up with some information on that if you know any more. Um, but for what's going to be happening for Russell in the near future... Obviously, Pluto is going to be killing him slowly until the 19th of November 2024. Um, and then it's into Aquarius and things will be very different for him. But in February, and this is coming up for all of us, Chiron in Aries and the North Node in Aries are going to meet. Um, but they're at their meeting together at um, 16 degrees in Aries. Um, however, for for Russell, they're going to be meeting on his Mars and on his Jupiter. And Mars in Aries, you know, that's a powerful ego. Jupiter in Aries, that's 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 sky high ego stuff. And to have Chiron on the North Node, it's like this is a massive change for him. This is like his ego. That's another the pain that he will be feeling then is huge. And um, with the North Node, it means a complete destiny change for him. Uh, coming in February, he's going to be that's going to be key. So let's see what happens then. Um, it could be hugely healing, healing, not just for him. It, the healing that he is going to experience is going to go far beyond him. So let's hope it goes to those those other women as well. But definitely here and a new life start for all of them. And the eclipses are now going to be coming into eclipse season and the eclipse axis is now on Aries and Libra. That, so for Russell, that's one hell of a roller coaster ride. So his Aries and his Libra are both enclosed in his second and eighth house, respectively. And so in Aries, in the second, he has got a moon, Mars, Jupiter and Chiron, all in Aries, all in his second house. That's enclosed there. That's his second house of resources. So he has his own resources. And perhaps because they're enclosed in there, he's not using them. And perhaps that's why he's using other people as resource. If you think about that, you know, he's using other people's resources, not his own, because he can't access because it's enclosed. If you see that all enclosed, all that massive, strong set of planets enclosed in the second house and for that for coming up to having the eclipses happening on that axis for a while there's a lot going to be going on so on one side the moon and mars in aries in early marys uh, marys <laughs> the moon and mars in early aries are opposite pluto in libra pluto enclosed in the eighth house in libra oh sorry pluto in libra which is enclosed in the eighth house and then Jupiter and Chiron together, blasting that ego open, which is always meant to happen, obviously, is going to be is opposite Uranus, crazy ass Uranus. So that's keeping him active, keeping this ego sense of himself really active and powered up as well. So when this axis goes along, when these eclipses in the next 18 months happen, you know, there's six planetary bodies there all enclosed. And so really, these eclipses are surely going to bring about some something in unimaginable for him. Something, his destiny is ready to play out hugely. Some karma is about to unravel. There's going to be massive challenges for him that are going to be make or break. So watch his space. You know, for now, I feel like I kind of OD'd on, on Russell Brand. But I do love eclipse season. 
and I am actually going out to America to see the next eclipse. The next eclipse is on the 14th of October. It's a solar eclipse, of course. That's why I go somewhere to see it. It's at 21 degrees Libra. That's on Russell's Uranus. So he's, he's that's crazy for him. Super change, super electrifying, super um, enlightening um, in the sign of relationships. But anyway, whatever, that we are all really going to be able to learn something, some new stuff. You know, things are going to come out that are going to teach us in this level. It's not just about him. He's almost like being exalted to some kind of um, archetype now that we are going to be learning some stuff from here that, that how our world works. He's going to be teaching us that this, you know, some interesting that's the is the interesting point about what's happening to Russell Brown it's showing us the machination machinations of our world the machinery that how it works and how they can the power can shift so dramatically and very quickly and um i am i do find it very fascinating so um, as we get near to eclipse season and the eclipse in Libra, obviously that is going to be the relationship and harmony breakout. So there'll be a whole new episode on that for another time. So in the meantime, thank you for listening. And if you've got any information you think I'd find interesting, let me know. Goodbye. Goodbye.